Okay, so I'm sitting here with George, and we're at the JHJ Confab, and I've been talking with George about podcasting. I listen to Gary Vee a lot, and if you listen to Gary Vee, you know that he says, everybody, we all need to podcast. And I think the, the thing that I want to talk a little bit about is the reason uh, we need to podcast, you know, kind of speaking to brand, you know, and if George, if... If, if yeah, it really becomes an issue with, um, like, early 10, 15 years ago, it was everyone needed to do a blog. No matter what your expertise was, you needed to get your advice out, and you did it on a blog. It's so like what, a journal. Yeah, I was going to say. It's just like a journal a, you give to your blog? friends. I don't know what You give to your friends and neighbors. You write a particular subject, and you put it out there, and everyone reads it. And with like regards an open-ended email for the universe. Yeah. Okay. And this is an audio portion of that. All right. Where we have a more intimate conversation, either individually or, or two or three or more people with regarding to something that's compelling to your audience. So what separates... Uh, Myself as a wholesaler, um, the jeweler from the other people in their community, is their brand. Uh, yeah, a brand plays an awful lot with the, the expertise and what you bring to the table. Okay. And, and your historical experience in that aspect. I think the thing that, that we're learning is that... Um, more and more, the customer needs us less and less. So, we, as we can be replaced, um, we need to have, what makes us different, what makes us compelling is us, whatever that is. If that's, yeah. if that's that we're uh, genuine, trustworthy, creative, what do you bring to the table that your competitors can't? Okay. It makes no difference what the platform is. The internet, the yellow pages, catalogs. We could go back over time. The internet is new and it's changing dynamics in all industry, but the whole process of change in an industry has not changed. I mean, this might be a dramatic shift of what we hear with regards to major industries changing dramatically, but change happens all the time. It's what you can do to take advantage of that and set yourself apart. And what um, what uh, unfair advantage can we create? Yeah. What can you provide the clients with they can't get? And that really is, is a one-to-one -one personality. Because I think we see a dynamic shift to some degree. Back away. And the Internet come along and everything was going to be brick and mortars were going to disappear and that's just physically not going to happen okay but there's going to be a shift and there's going to be winners and losers in that shift how can you set yourself apart to not only continue to be in business but grow and succeed with that change so for the people that are ready to get out of their comfort zone and go for this. What what would what is the basic for me? I, I don't know nothing. I believe Gary V. I believe you. Well, I mean, we we but look I, at this. I gotta like, do this, and I I'm just gonna walk blindly into it. Right. What, what could you tell? I, I mean, guy? I I have an interesting uh, point of conversation we talked to um, earlier this week with regards to the winners and losers in the space. 
Why was it that the streaming services that provide video entertainment now is Netflix, not Blockbuster? Why is it that the largest retailer is not Sears, but Amazon? They looked at these things as a challenge, a competitor, and against their comfort zone, as you would say, and didn't look at this as the opportunities that it provided. Sears had a distribution center. It had all of these things that Amazon has had to create to be the giant they are today. Why was it that they didn't take advantage of that opportunity? They had the infrastructure in place. They had the thing. And the brand. Right, absolutely. In spades. Right. So so what what did they do wrong that you need to look at in order to compete in that space? They did not evolve. No, they did not. And that's the challenges with most um, organizations and companies that look at the Internet or any changing dynamics as a, um, a challenge or, you know, this is going to so disrupt my business, I'm just going to put my hands up. I mean, you've been in business for X amount of years based on that success. Markets change, yeah. consumer adoption changes, the way they do things. How can you adapt to continue to maintain that and grow in that changing market? My market's changing. Um, I'm having to do things differently. JHJ's been a big asset. Right. These events are a huge asset. Right. Um, I'm meeting a whole different uh, customer. I love the customers I still have. And so if you even look at JHJ, okay. it's a community yes. that's based on the largest social media internet company. Yeah. Okay. So again, the jewelers who are involved in that, that are helping that succeed, are doing so using that new technology, if you will, to help their business. And is podcast the way to go? Is podcast is one of the many keys that pro- provide you with an advantage in that new dynamic of what the internet could help your business do. Or some of the others. But, well, I think a lot of it is still based on your interaction in social media okay. with regards to, okay, you have, you know, you interact with the industry on JHJ. You, you find issues, you, you, you solve problems, you help each other grow with regards to this. But there's still the action with what social media brings to your direct client. Whether it's a B2B, business to business, or business to consumer if you're a retailer store. Because that's where you're touching. That's where your audience is, and that's where you need to be to get their attention, tell them what you are, what you do. So you're at top of the mind. Inevitably, if you're not in these positions, if you're not in these places, if you're not podcasting, you're not on social media, you're get not lost, relevant. You get forgotten. Yeah. If you're and not in their phone, you're not in their right. mind share, you don't exist. Right. And Sears was one of the ones that really, going back to this, and I just, that failed to create any type of website that you can even purchase an item on. Really? When Amazon was just a one computer operation. They so, didn't... Those that are comfortable now, there is somebody coming behind you, better, hungrier. That should keep you up at night. Sharper. Yeah. So no matter how resting on our victories is not. Well, work. again, um, I get this a lot of times with we've been around for 
120 years and will be. Yeah. I mean, newspaper is a great example of using that philosophy. We've survived for 100 and some odd years via radio, TV, all the competitors that come at us, they're not able to withstand this particular um, change in dynamics. We got Ann trying to come in on our conversation. How are you? We'll talk about podcasting now. We're talking to... Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're doing a podcast right now, and we're talking okay. well, about should, podcasting. You need a sign on the back of your chair that says, says "What does Bella put? Recording, keep out." See? That's a good tip, right yeah. there. See, See that? that's important. There you go. But um, but yeah, and again, this comes back to the fact that we're sitting here at the JHJ Confab at your booth, just talking. That's all a podcast really is, with very minimal size of equipment, and you know, if what you have to say is compelling, you'll 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 garnish an audience. What would you say is the pros and cons from live versus a produced podcast? Well, with regards to what we were talking about earlier off before the podcast about Facebook Live. The advantages are you've got a live audience, sort of like a call-in radio talk show. The advantages they provide is somebody can communicate back and forth, ask the audience. You know, the audience can ask questions. You can reply to those questions. You know, you can get instantaneously get an answer. The drawbacks of that is you have a, a limited audience that's in front of their phone or their camera at that particular time. You want to go live. Okay. Uh, obviously, most of that stuff that goes live is available for on-demand afterwards and many you know take advantage of just watching that anyways um, the advantages to do you know canned recorded podcasts is you can kind of do them anywhere you don't need an internet connection you just need your device and you can go at your leisure interview somebody at their convenience and then put up for anyone to listen anytime Okay, so I've made the decision. I'm committing to doing a podcast. Um, what are the things that I need, essentially? What do I bare bones minimum? What do I have? What's necessary to do? When early on in the internet, I worked an awful lot with radio stations and broadcasters. And what the internet brought is basically anyone with a microphone and a computer at the time. But that has sort of changed and evolved. Microphone and a smartphone. And when you say microphone right now, we're talking on a, a thing that clips on your shirt? Yeah, a, a, a small lapel, couple of dollar uh, microphone. There's more expensive ones. Um, there's apps out there that allow you to do broadcasts just using a microphone on your smartphone. So you don't even need lapel microphones. So again, it's not about the, 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 equipment. the equipment, it's about the content. So literally, focus less on the equipment, spend more time on the strategy? Yep. Eight to 12 minute window? Yeah, I think we want to make it short, concise, and the content is king. And I think everybody's been telling me consistency. 
If you're going to do it once a week on Fridays, it's got to drop every Friday. It, it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to consistently drop every day, but you have to commit to doing a series. A podcast is a series. Uh, you're working with you know uh, NPR and some of these other ones. It's a series at ongoing. It's not just a one-two thing and then it's forgotten about. That doesn't really benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit you getting your message out, and it doesn't pit, uh, benefit the, the listeners because... There's no more content coming. And George, you know, some of the people that will hear this, they know me. They don't know you. Tell us, give us your highlight reel. (laughs) Just the highlight. So my history is actually in radio broadcasting from college on up. In the mid-90s, I moved to San Francisco about the time the Internet was coming along. And I got this idea that, you know, maybe traditional media could benefit by the advantages the internet was going to bring. Maybe not necessarily in the mid-90s, but somewhere in the future. So we work with traditional and non-traditional broadcasters in um, media marketing. But we've expanded that to work with basically any organization that wants to embrace how the internet and technology can help them expand their message and brand. Very good. I think we'll call it good here. All right. Eight to 12 minutes. We're yep, over our there thing, we go. So. And so we got you uh, started and you just, um, you know, roll from there consistently and you'll, uh, you'll be successful. There's a little bit more to that than that. We can probably touch base and talk about that in maybe future podcasts. And you can Absolutely. take it from there and... and can you do podcasts with somebody over the phone? Is that absolutely? There's services like you know uh, the conference call technology as one example, like Zoom. Okay. A lot of a lot of podcasters use Zoom, Zoom.us, that allows you to basically dial in on a conference call, record that conference call, and there's your podcast. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Where do you post it? You post it on. There are hosting services that that allow for you to upload the podcast and and track them to iTunes. That's the Apple podcast for that. Um, Not to go into details, but apparently just um, yesterday, and maybe timing ourselves, that Apple is reevaluating that iTunes may be disappearing. I'm not exactly sure what the alternative would be. Google also has a podcast directory to get your message out. But it's obviously, you've YouTube, got the podcast. Or you need to have video for that. You don't necessarily need to have video. You need to have something up on the screen. Okay, image. Image. But you can do that. Absolutely. Or a slideshow even. Yeah. I mean, there's more audio content delivered on YouTube than probably video content. So, so if you have can, a YouTube channel, you could put you your can, podcast there. You could put this up there with a slide and an and audio. You and you get the distribution. Facebook Lives on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's a number of specific podcast hosting services and number of people who, both free and paid, that allow you to put up the podcast. They help you distribute that. Again, it's you putting your message out and getting them to uh, to uh, listen. So starting a YouTube channel? Simple. It's easy. as simple as having a Google account, creating a username, and putting up content. Uploading inevitably, like I said, it does have to be video based, but it can be just audio with a, a graphic. Okay, guys, I really want to do a. Uh, I want. I want to try to do things live. 
and make that my thing and even if it's rough I'm gonna put it out there and um, that's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna go for so let's cut it here